Hey folks, welcome to this episode of the Everyday Millionaire Podcast and the Mindset Matters Edition, where I'm joined by my wife and Olympic mental performance coach, Stephanie Hanlon-Francie. Together, Stephanie and I engage in a conversation about different aspects of what we refer to as Mindset Matters. We believe that we're living in and through one of the most impactful global events in history. And let's face it, few have trained for or are equipped to deal with the life that is unfolding before them. The need to pivot in your business, your career, or perhaps deal with shifting family dynamics lies before many. We hope to inspire you to ask yourself questions or pause to consider how you view your world, your life. We'll invite you to check in on where you are on your journey, and are you still clear on your intended destination, or has it changed? Join us for this in our series of Mindset Matters. Listen in, enjoy. Hey folks, welcome to episode number 41, Mindset Matters. Hello, Stephanie. Hey, hon. So we've got a cool conversation today, I believe. But before we get into it, I would ask our so committed listeners to uh, just a gentle reminder. If you enjoy these episodes, please share them. Please like them when you see them on whatever social media you might pick up on them. Definitely share them if you don't mind. And then uh, if you go rate them, make a comment on them on whatever platform you happen to listen to, Apple or Spotify or whatever might that be. And uh, we would love to just continue to grow our listenership. We're very excited about the growth. And uh, so thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, if you got something good to say or not so good, Feedback. Yeah, we want to hear both. CEO at raincanada.com. So that's just a quick reminder to do that, please. Would be very much appreciated. Okay, great episode, I think. And uh, this is really based on the paradox of loss. of loss. Now, this came out of a tough week, tough 10 days where we lost our puppy. We had a... We have Echo, our two-year-old Bernese Mountain Dog, and we had got... Our little buddy Enzo. We, yeah, we got an, a second puppy, Enzo, who, you know, got... We, at the end of the day, it was a long story, but uh, had a brain injury, and as hard as we tried... Yeah, we did. We did everything we could to keep him going, keep him alive, but he, it just wasn't meant to be, and we had to let him go. And that was really hard. Yeah. So I think when we talk about loss, you know, I think many people can relate to the loss of a loved one, loss of a pet, um, loss of a job. Maybe we talked a little bit in the last couple of episodes about loss of identity. You know, who am I if I am not that job or if I'm not a nurse or I'm not the Oilers skating coach, you know, but because we went through this deeply with this loss of Enzo, we're all feeling it. You know, our family's feeling it, um, Echo's feeling it. And it kind of what it brought up for me was how amazing it is when you can go through all the mourning or the grieving of a loss and then get to the other side and feel some joy and be reminded why, you know, why we love and, and to not shut down when things are, when we perceive that we've we're a loss. And and many times when people are going through loss, and I've I've had this experience myself, is I feel like a victim. It's like, why did this happen? Why did this have to happen to me? Why did this happen to happen to us? What's going on in the world? What have I done wrong? What's with karma? What did I do to deserve this? And I think that's why this conversation came up, is that loss can be used as as a real negative way of staying in a downward spiral. 
but it can also be used as a bridge and as a way for an evolved or at least someone who is looking at life in both sides, right? The positive and the negative, the light, the dark, the black, the white, the war, the peace. There's always two sides. And I think that's what really came up for me when I wanted to talk about loss. Well, you know, as as often in our household, something like this, you know, fires up conversations and, you know, losing Enzo, we have to be, we get a little philosophical about it. We get into conversation about it. And aside from the loss, if we just focus on him not being here, we then totally minimize or devalue or whatever the word might be. Uh, what he, the gift that he did bring us in the many months that he was with us. And so we get into those kinds of conversations and you start to realize that, yes, he's gone, but what an experience. What did he bring to us in terms of the gifts that he gave, the gifts of joy and laughter of, you know, bringing, you know, a whole bunch of people together. So there was a lot of, that's the paradox of loss. Now, if we only looked at him being gone, that would be a very one-sided view of the world. A very own... painful side of the world that sure. could, could continue to compound if we don't take a look at it differently. And we have to honor our own grieving processes. And part of that process, of course, of grieving is to actually look at that other side of it and remember those great times and all the things that he did bring and what we perhaps learned from that and even learned about ourselves in uh, without getting into it, I learned a lot about myself in that process of him being ill and having to go through what we had to go through. Now, where does this all go? The point of it is, is that in all of our experience and training, what we start to see is that there is the paradox of loss, which is what is the other side in the work that we've done with one of our coaches over the years has been Dr. John D. Martini, kind of an expert on universal law and consciousness and quantum physics. And so we dig into it in a little bit different way, perhaps than some, which is to say, you know, on all of these sides of loss. So let's talk about what's going on in the world today, right? We know that, for example, we've shared on a number of occasions, people have lost relationships, they've lost family, they've lost uh, friendships, for example, significant others even, given what's happened with COVID, the divisiveness, the polarity, the controversy of all that happens in that space. And we, if we only look at that side of the equation, we're actually doing ourselves a disservice because in all of that, in all of that loss, that kind of perceived negative, there's going to be a lot to take away on the more positive side. In other words, you cannot have a one-sided magnet. On every side of negative, there has to be a positive, and that's just universal law. Well, that's interesting. Don't step over that because we're so being, um, I think, conditioned to only see the one side, the loss, uh, the fear-based decision-making, the, the, the people who are only seeing what they've lost, what they, what's negative, what is going on that's, that's bad, that's, you know, that one thing is leading to war and one thing's leading to, to this. And it's true. But there's also the other side. We have to step back, I think, as, first of all, as a human being, and then maybe as a collective, but to step back and say, okay, what is really going on here? There's a lot of loss going on right now. There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of anger, a lot of anguish, but there's also a lot of love and a lot of light and a lot of growth. Because when I talk to people, and they talk about the last two and a half years, there's some really positive growth that's come out 100%. of some of the loss, right? Sure. So 100%. it's not just one side. And I think that if we can stretch 
you know, our minds around her kind of like, you know, look behind the curtain a tiny bit and go, okay, so it's it's more uh, appropriate to talk about the fear and the and the and the anger and the loss. But what if we can talk about without guilt about some of the great things that have happened? through loss. Well, I think, yeah. And I think first and foremost, you have to self-assess and say, you know, where have you felt that you've experienced loss that you actually haven't dealt with? So in other words, you've pushed it down, you've minimized it, you've ignored it, you've been... You denied maybe, it? You're in denial? You, 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 yeah. You, you know, you've denied it. Uh, perhaps, you know, this is... And, and, and I say this in understanding fundamentally that we look at statistically the data, you know, suicides have never been higher. Uh, drug use, alcohol use has never been divorce. higher. Divorce, uh, family violence has never been higher. I mean, these are all indicators that people are operating on top of things as opposed to dealing with those things. And then it manifests itself. It at some point explodes and comes out as, or we numb it, you know, we drink it. We, you know, we drug use, drug it away. We drink it or away. Or Netflix. Yeah, well, it's just another way to numb to what you're feeling about it. So, you know, one of the things that, you know, this goes back to the loss of Enzo, which is, or could be anybody. But in my case, what brought this whole conversation up was I was really happy to embrace my grief. And I don't want to say happy to, but I knew I needed to, to really understand the, to understand what I was going through, to not look at just the, why did it have to happen and and I'm a victim to it, or, you know, where's our life? Where's the big gap going to be in our life? Yeah. So there was really a, and I know it's, this is a, a in a sense, a, a talking point and a parable, and many people have lost many things. Oh, yes, of course. You know, I mean, I lost my mom in 2020, and, and thank God I'm, you know, as bossy and, and bitchy as I am, because I was with her. I didn't believe in the one person and you can't see you and be with your loved one. I'm like, screw you. I ran up the stairs in the back of the, of the hospital and made sure I was there with her every single day. And that's me. And it doesn't make it wrong and it doesn't make it right. But I wasn't going to be that person sitting outside waving at my dying mom through a window. So where do we take our grief? You know, where do we take it? For me, it inspires me. It, 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 I mean, I've not, I've cried as hard losing Enzo as I've, I cried losing my mom. So what I've realized is that it doesn't matter. Loss is loss. Mm -hmm. And, and it doesn't matter. Your loss is not bigger than my loss. We're losing. And whether it's people's um, confidence in our government, or we're losing confidence in our financial system, or we're losing, there's a lot of loss going on that I think without the rose-colored glasses, that we can look at what also the benefits are. But this isn't about rose-colored glasses, I don't think. I think it really is about our own mental, emotional, spiritual well-being. You know, how do we actually look at whatever we perceive as loss? Because there is that quote, right? Is that it's not what happens to us, it's how we actually perceive what happened to us. And, you know, we, we see it and we witness it in our lives with others. You know, something can happen to them and it's just like, yeah, whatever. If it happened to us, we'd be crushed, we'd be devastated, we'd be whatever. Or vice know, versa. Or vice versa, right? People and, are looking at us like you're. it's a dog. Yeah, get totally. over it, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and I get that. And I think what's really powerful about that is that as human beings, that if we take the time to feel, I had a girlfriend once said to me, I just wish I could cry as hard as you. Because in moments when I'm sad, 
I can totally Betty Boop it. Like I can, the tears come out of my eyes. I, I can sob in a way and it's not <laughs> on purpose, but I just know that there's a healing and there's a cleansing. And the more that I am open and willing to feel that kind of what m- many people feel negative or maybe feel they shouldn't feel that or whatever, but I, I don't, I'm not afraid of it anymore. I'm not afraid of the grieving. I'm not afraid of sobbing, saying goodbye to Enzo. We had to do that on FaceTime because we were in Edmonton at our niece's wedding and we had to say goodbye to him on video. I was sobbing in my bathrobe. And then when I finished sobbing, I was finished in that moment. But I gave it to myself, got ready, put the makeup on. We went to the wedding and, you know, we had a good time. And then when I came back, you know, so that sobbing or that moment of grief really, I think, freed up energy for us to to participate in our family wedding. So that's doing the work. Hmm. It's not minimizing what happened. It's not pushing the emotion or the feeling away and ignoring it. As a matter of fact, it's a healthy way to step back from it, absorb it, kind of look at it. And... The concern, I don't even want to say concern. I won't use the concern. As coaches, given the body of work we do, who we are in in our world, what we've come to realize is that whether it's the loss of a pet or a loved one or the loss of a job, the loss of a contract, the loss of money, the loss of whatever happened on a business deal. A job. Yeah, that's what I say. And, or An a job. Identity. Right? It's all loss because then that goes back to conversations we've had before, which is the loss of identity. And there is a, a part of it where we go through that loss. We go through the grieving. We go through whatever those stages of grieving are, including anger. But at some point, we have to look at it and step back from it and understand and that I don't know the exact phrase, you know, which is, you know, God doesn't giving you anything that you can't handle, yeah. right? And ultimately, whatever comes at you, it's up to you how you're going to take it on, how you're going to embrace it, and how you can grow from it and be stronger from it. And what stage of grief are you going to choose to get stuck on? There's one called negotiation. If you look at uh, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, the, the stages of grief, one of them is negotiation. And I know that when, when we were taking care of Enzo and we were doing everything and you were three, four times a day feeding him with a turkey baster and we were walking him and he were, we were up all night and we were making sure that we were going to do whatever it took to see if we could make this little guy live and just get through these puppy years. And then I was negotiating. It's like, okay, well, if, if, if you know, if he's going to live, then I'm going to make sure that I work out three times a week. And, you know, there was this negotiation and I got stuck there. And that's also part of loss is that the stages of grief, whether it's anger, uh, grieving, negotiation, and then finally is acceptance. But I think because we've been through a lot of loss, both of us, you've lost two sisters, your dad, I lost my mom, we've lost Enzo. I mean, there's been business things that have completely blown up for us, which could have been really devastating had we not had the skill, basically, that we or or the the learning from Dr. Demartini and other coaches that we've had over the time, a hundred percent. So you know, for this, it's a really an invitation for anyone listening to kind of look at what are you and what have you lost. What uh, what are you? Where are you in 
all that's been going on the past two or three years, you know, have you suffered a loss of a relationship, a friendship that broke down given what's going on? There's lots of those kinds of conversations. And understand that, are you operating on top of things? Are you denying or justifying? Or can you actually embrace it, own your grief around it, perhaps? Even own your anger and around it. own your it. role in it, maybe? Or your role in it. Once You know, we, we talk about that all the time, is that we have a role in it. So... Can you step back from it? And then what are you doing to handle it? So here's a fundamental exercise that we learned from Martini, and he called it the quantum collapse. It's now called the breakthrough method. But that's that's the methodology. But the quantum collapse is actually the exercise oh, got it. Yeah, that you do. Right. So in the world of the you know quantum physics and the universe, there can never be one it can never be one-sided anything. So you look at all and you list all of the negative components of that, and you say, okay, this is what's happened to me, and this is how I feel, and all the negative side of it, loss of money, loss of identity, loss of whatever the loss is. But on the other side of that, for every single loss, there is a gain. And it may not look like... It's harder to find sometimes. It's harder to find because it may not look like something in that particular circumstance. You know, one of the most powerful examples that was given, you know, I think by John many years ago was... You know, somebody said, well, yeah, if there's, if it's all, if it's, if it's such perfect balance in the universe, yeah, ta- what about, what about 9-11 when, you know, they flew the airplanes into the buildings and it all collapsed and all these people died and, you know, th- there's all these talks about war and anger. And, you know, he looked and he said, you know, it's interesting that you say that because at the exact moment that these buildings collapse and there's all this anger, was there ever a, a greater time of outpouring of, of love, love and, and care, peace, yeah. right? And so it's a way to just look at the world through a set of filters that says, no, if it isn't one-sided, what does it look like on the other side? And it may not seem like it relates the same. Because it's not fair. So for example, I lost a friend in in uh, United Airlines 11, a scout for the Edmonton Oilers. I lost a friend. But I also saw the benefit of the gifts that he'd given myself, me, as a, as a coach, uh, who, what he gave hockey, etc. So we all have our personal experiences when it comes to loss. So 9-11 is a great experience. But at the same time, like you say, what happened in Halifax, for example, like the entire province and the entire community came together and supported people that were on planes. Like that, we can't step over that. Mm-hmm. And yes, the loss is devastating, but we can't stay there as evolutionary beings. We have to be able to take that loss, live with it, grieve it, move forward and grow. The key here in all of this is a conversation around, it isn't about a justification. It isn't about that you didn't lose it. It's about if we only stay in the charge, what we call that charge in our body where we're angry, frustrated, uh, let down, sad, whatever that negative kind of connotation is, how do we shift that? Because otherwise we're operating on top of it. And when we're operating on top of it, it becomes the energy leak. It becomes unhealthy. We manifest That's where dis-ease This ease, disease, disease. disease lives. And so this is really a tool or a thought process that we can use to actually uh, shift our view of the world. And so when we look at, you know, we talk about our dog Enzo, you know, it happened to be a brain injury and, you know, all sorts of things that transpired. And out of that, I can look at losing him and why did this have to happen and all the all that side of the equation, which I do. But on the other side of the equation is, you know, he brought so much joy, so much happiness. He actually 
was really interesting to observe how I handled that particular situation and how I stepped up and was really happy to do it. So in other words, it shifted who I needed to be in terms of a contribution. And it's not just the dog, right? Like you could say that, but for me, it was something much deeper than that. So when we look at what's happening in our world in the loss of relationships, friendships, uh, business, uh, career jobs, all of those things, it isn't about negating that it happened or making, you know, going, looking at it through rose colored glasses, but we would be naive to think that there's only one side of that conversation. And, you know, to, to, to your point, Patrick, is that who you got to be, who we got to be because of knowing we were probably going to lose him is that we didn't give up. And what I saw your resilience and your ability, your adversity quotient go through the roof and based on the training that we had and we've had. And and now I can see why I think as we navigate, you know, post-pandemic kind of lifestyle is that we have the tools, we have the skills. And yes, the grieving is going to happen and, 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 and the letting go of the story of, like for me, it was like we were going to have this perfect little family with these two Bernese mountain dogs. And so letting go of that story is also a loss. Mm-hmm. So think about that. So to where are we going with this? Well, it really is the conversation around the paradox of loss, which is to in, you know encourage you and remind ourselves even that we don't live on one side of an equation and that there is in all of it. You know, when you think about in your life, depending on where you are, I've been on this earth long enough, I've had enough stuff happen to me that I can reflect and in hindsight, you know, it's always 2020 in hindsight, we're always geniuses. But at the end of the day, I realized that anything that's happened in my life that I perceived as negative of the time in reflection turned out to be a turning point, turned out to be something that took me either on another path or expanded on the journey or made me better for the next time something showed up because of that particular experience. So the point is, is that Often what we look at as a loss is really training for what's next. And what next could be a new job, a new experience, the next time... A A new relationship. A new relationship. uh, How to be different when that relationship shows up. Or how to be a little bit more savvy when something comes your way. Oh no, I've had that experience before. I'm not going to do that again. And so these are all things that when we look at the paradox of loss is to not look at it just on one side. Yeah. And I really get that. And we, you know, what we're having, you know, going through right now is that seeing whether it's business, personal family, is that if we can see the other side or at least be open to the other side, then we don't need to be victims. We don't need to have that negative energy going down, down, down into the loss. And I'm a victim to the loss. And I've had some really sad experiences in the last little while. Um, Gone through some suicides with some athletes that I work with. I've lost a couple of athletes to um, different heart issues, um, and I'm not sure why. But there's things that are going on that I'm having to deal with, we're having to deal with, that we have to stay strong. And we have to stay true to this particular philosophy, because if we don't, you know, then, I don't know, maybe we're frauds. 
it always comes back to fundamentally in how do we want to show up and how do we want to look at what's happening to us as opposed to saying the universe has unfolded, God has delivered, however you want to view, you know, what's going on in your world. And number one, it isn't, again, it always goes back to that, you know, that one fundamental quote, which is, it's not the events that disturb people, it's their judgment about the events that occur. So when we look at things that are happening and they're happening to us, we have to shift and look through a different set of filters. That's actually, I, I believe, our fundamental kind of, it's up to us to develop and to, to grow and to look at these experiences and not be a victim to them and have them shut you down is to grow through them. That's the adversity muscle. It is. Yeah. You know, what's really funny too, is that you have a sign, you know, you have a saying, hun, is that whenever we get to like the, the peak of the worst things that are happening to us or to you, you always know that something amazing is going to happen. And I trust that in our 30 years together, you've said that a, well, a bunch of times because we've been through a lot of adversity, but you say there's this moment, this peak of energy that happens when you know, when you tell the truth about it, when you get to it and it collapses, something amazing happens on the other side. I've had to trust that many, many times. I Right now, I feel like I'm trusting it every single day. But because it has always been true for me, what's always true for me is that the peak intensity of what I'm seeing is is going to be a negative event, a collapse. And whatever that might be, what comes out of it is something far more amazing. It's like vibrating at the peak and then, then it explodes into a whole new thing, wow. which is often far better. Yeah. And let's soften that, you know, going forward. And I invite our listeners and for you and I to soften, you know, the the judgment around loss, the judgment around sadness and, and, and grieving and enter what you feel when you think and perceive that you're going through a loss and see that Maybe not right away, but there is a gift. There is magic. There is learning. So when we have a loss and the exercise is to look on the other side of it and to not spend a lot of time of being the victim to it, the poor me side of it, which is easy to go through. I'm not suggesting for a moment that, you know, we are all rising above that. But at some point you have to recognize that voice in your brain, you know, that is, you're not, you're, you're not that voice. You know, you know how you know you're not that voice? Because you're actually hearing it. If you know, so if you were the voice, <laughs> who you are would, the thinkers of the thoughts? Who are Come the on. thinkers of the thoughts, right? So when we get to that place where we start to recognize this negative uh, self talk or this negative conversation that we're having ourselves, or we're feeling the victim and oh, poor me, and why did this happen to me? We stop, let it go, and say, okay, I have to look at all of the things that came out of this that were truly beneficial to me. So think about it. So the exercise is take a piece of paper, draw a line down the middle of the paper, and write down all the things that you believe that you've lost. The things that are negative, the things that have from identity to job to to like the perception or of, of freedom or the perception of healthcare and where we are and and what do we believe about this, this and this. And then on the right side of the paper, equalize it. And say, okay, here's what I, here's the benefit. So here's the negative, here's the drawback, here's the shit show that happened. But if you can stretch your mind and your heart into seeing, okay, there was a 
benefit out of this. And I feel kind of maybe a little guilty or whatever, seeing the benefit. I should be more victim-y because, you know, that's kind of what's happening right now in the world is that, you know, misery loves company. But what if, what if you don't need to live in that world? What if you can stretch into seeing the benefit or the positive that happened out of the negative, like we've done with Enzo, is that how do we see the gifts, you know, that he's given us? Mm-hmm. And that really is the exercise here, folks. You know, there's a, a great quote I want to go as we start to wind down in that exercise. There was a great quote, I believe it was Seneca. And as we've talked about Stoics in the past, Seneca being one of those great Stoics. And I think it was Seneca. It might have been Marcus Aurelius. Anyways, does it really matter? It was Google one of, that It stuff. was one of the great Stoics that said, you know, this is our big mistake to think we look forward to death. Most of death is already gone. Whatever time has passed is owned by death. And Ooh, when we look at thing. we look at how much time we spend focused on the loss, that's already gone. When we give our energy to what once was as opposed to embracing what it gave us. So in other words, Every moment of time that we lose is, in fact, death. When well, we, even this moment's gone. This moment's gone. And this one. And this one. And now this one. And now this one. So the point of it is that when we spend a lot of time and energy on anything that isn't, that we're not actually looking at where the benefits of it were, where we're actually really looking, even if the benefits are in the lessons that we gained from the adversity, that's all part of it. And to realize that in that moment, when we really think about that, okay, I'm going to say it again. This is our big mistake to think we look forward to death. Most of death is already gone. It's already gone. It's already occurred. Whatever time has passed is owned by death. So when we get to that door of death, okay, yes, that's the end of it. So what are we doing in between time and in between, like in the meantime and in between time? So in other words, we have to consider all of these things. It's just a way to kind of embrace life differently, look at life and perhaps shift our view of the world for no other reason, perhaps, than to embrace the fact that the losses that we sometimes feel that we are experiencing are not only the way we look at it, but even if they are, oh, there's such truly a loss, there is on the other side of it, always, always, 100% of the time, again, sometimes we just need to, to look for it. And we need to look for it. And, you know, the the doorway generally is gratitude. So today, we're going to pick up Enzo's ashes. And, you know, I'm so grateful for the doctors, the neurologists, for Jadine, for Char, and for Nina, and for you. And I want to feel the grief. I want to feel the joy. And when we go, I want you to know that you, our listeners, have really helped us. Because this platform has hopefully given you the opportunity to look at what's going on in your life, you know, from the joy, from the, from the laughter, from the loss, and to understand that all of this is truly a paradox. It's a paradox. If we can't feel the grief and the sadness, then we don't have a right to feel the joy. But the doorway is gratitude. And I'm really grateful for this podcast. And I am grateful for you joining me today. And folks, the paradox of loss, isn't it interesting? Such seemingly a heavy topic, 
But on the other side of that is so much to be learned. So, so much many joy. And things to embrace. Stephanie, thanks for uh, joining me again on Mindset Matters. Well, you know, I normally say that was fun, but this one was really important. Thanks, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. If you found value in the podcast, please take the time to rate and review and share with others. Share with your friends. As it is my goal to always improve and to provide the highest value for you, the listener, if you have any comments, suggestions, or questions you'd like answered, please email me at ceo at raincanada.com. That's ceo at reincanada.com. I look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, Patrick out.